2: listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show, Hour 2. Great to be with you today. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And I hope you had a good weekend. Did you watch any football yesterday? I actually managed to watch uh most most of those two games. I don't I don't watch football, you know, like every weekend. I start to get involved in the playoffs and I kinda wanna know uh who's going on, you know, what's happening and all that stuff. I do like the uh the the, the fellowship around it, especially the Super Bowl. I like being with other people and watching those games and the commercials and everything. Although the commercials have been pretty lousy the last few years. I think we're afraid to uh, to push the envelope uh, in just about any direction these days. But there is something about the gathering together for events that is important. And if I can put a thought in your head here, just about the fact that when you get together, most of you statistically will do something for the Super Bowl, maybe more than ever this year, because uh, all the Taylor Swift fans, who I guess are going to be showing up uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers, that's going to be, it's the Swifties and the 49ers, that's what some people are saying. Uh, and uh, that's going to be a part of it. How do you use events like like the Super Bowl or other things, it can be not sport-related or other things, to share your faith? How do you do that to build relationships with the people that God has placed in your life and uh to share your faith. If I can inspire you to do that, to think about that, to think about who you're going to invite to your Super Bowl party or who you're going to take with you, or things that I can prep you for, that would be a good thing. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. The quarterback, by the way, for the San Francisco 49ers, his name is Brock Purdy, and uh he has a Christian testimony that's pretty significant when you listen to him. Here's him uh, after the game yesterday. Yeah, it's uh like
3: honestly I think it's just a testament to God and where he's taken me in life. Um I've never been the biggest, the fastest, the strongest or any of that. Um I feel like I've always sorta of had to fight for what I get and uh work for what I get. Um but God's always given me an opportunity, whether that was in high school, college, and then obviously in the NFL. Getting drafted last, people, you know, over licky and all that kind of stuff and then all you need is an opportunity and when watching and see what he does. You know, I put my faith and trust in him and he's gotten me where I'm at so um, when I'm down 17 at half, honestly, I'm just like thinking, like, all right, God, you, you've taken me here and um, win or lose, I'm going to glorify you. And, and uh, that's my peace. That's the joy. That's the, the steadfastness. That's where I get it from.
1: And that's the honest truth. So I, I leaned into that. And sure enough, we were able to come back. You know, there is uh, something to be said about using your TV time to share that much about your testimony. We've talked about that before, right, is that suddenly you're Brock Purdy and you suddenly have a excuse me, a global audience, right? Most of us don't have that. I mean, obviously we have, you know, a billion people listening to the Pastor Scott show. Wouldn't you say, Wilbert? Well, that's probably our rating, something about that. You know, a
3: billion we, and one.
1: A billion and one people, because we're just adding all the time. That's how it that works. Now, I don't know how many people, but it's it's a lot of people. But, you know, the thing is, it's really interesting. And this is something to, to think about. We'll play some of the, the comments that some people make, is that when you hear a Brock Purdy, Uh, or you hear um, some other people that will play here, they're going to share their faith and share what God is doing in their life and stuff. But the thing is, is that the people who are in their life, the people that they, that don't, you know, the people who get to see them when they're not on camera, the people who get to see them and how they are on a regular basis, you know, they're the ones who have an interesting perspective about their faith, right? They're the ones, and that's true with all of us, right, is, you can share your faith with people. You can call this show right now and share your faith with everybody. And uh, the thing is, is that the only listeners who will know if you really mean it are the people who are in your life. Have you thought about that? Like the only people who really know if Brock Purdy is really with it, he really means all of that, are the people in his relational world. Uh, and Jesus, of course, obviously would know. But, you know, and I'm telling you that because I want you to think about the fact that when they give their testimonies out like that, it's not really about whether or not... They believe it that matters, and it can impact people, but when they do that it 's kind of about who you know and who you 're listening to that with. You know what I'm saying that you come to the Super Bowl party or the football party or whatever it is maybe maybe for you it 's an an Oscar party. Do people still watch that program? I think they do uh, some people do, and then maybe you gather together with a whole bunch of people to to watch that. Something will come out of it. There'll be a theme of a movie that has something to do with faith or something to do with morality or something to do with some kind of tension that we all have in life. That will matter. And these are opportunities for us to build a relationship even around faith with other people. And these athletes coming up at the Super Bowl, they're helping out. This is John Harbaugh. They lost the coach of the Ravens, but even he had this to say in loss.
4: I'm hanging my hat at this point, but For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Wait for the Lord and be strong. And that's for me.
1: You know, I think. I've been paying attention to that this year because the winners are always thanking God, and that's kind of something that they do. And you go, okay, well, you won, and you should thank God for that. And I think it's a good thing to come out and say, oh, I'm going to praise the Lord for this. But when you lose, you're also supposed to praise the Lord, and you're also supposed to give thanks and say, you know what, it wasn't God's plan, but in losing, uh, you know, something is greater here. And he he quotes Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, 11, and uh, we quote that a little bit out of context here and there, but the, the biggest, because it's really about Israel and a lot of other things, right? It's not about, you and your particular goals. You got to be careful about that. However, when you look at God's plan for your life, his plan actually has to do with you being saved and being with him in heaven forever, right? That's the plan. And if you were watching the game and you heard this coach say that, say you're a Ravens fan and you're, you're disappointed by what happened, and you you you're listening to him. You, it causes you to be able to have a conversation with somebody that you brought to the game. Like, what does that mean? You know, they, might, or you could even ask, do you know what that means? What does that mean? And you can say, Oh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. here's what it meant, you know, in the context of it, but here's what I think it means. There is an opportunity. I don't want you to miss with even sporting events, even if you're not into football with a Super Bowl party coming up in two weeks, two weeks from yesterday, that is a great way to get to know people better. A great way to think of it as a disciple-making opportunity. Uh, the Chiefs' quarterback Patrick Mahomes—he didn't mention in the in the videos I saw—he didn't mention Christ this time, but he has before. He's talked about his faith a lot. But the uh, the Chiefs' uh, CEO and president had this to say: The Kansas City Chiefs.
0: This team had to go on the road twice to get here. What's this moment like for this franchise and for your family? It's
1: much such a special night for us. First of all, I want to give God the glory, and I want to congratulate the Ravens on an amazing year. It's just a simple statement, it gives God the glory, but what I thought I thought was interesting is if you watch that at, whole video of that, you know who's standing out there? And I know some of you will be bothered that I brought this up, but Taylor Swift is standing there. And you know, whatever you think of her and her music and whatever's going on with her and uh, and Travis Kelsey, I'm enjoying all the jokes about how uh, Travis Kelsey has helped her career because no one had ever heard of her before, and that drives everybody crazy because obviously she's a huge music star. But, you know, she gets to see these players who are professing Christ up close and personal, right? She gets to to meet them to see how they really are in real life, and probably she has some relationship because I think she's sitting up there in the luxury boxes with the CEO. Um, His name is Clark Hunt. And, you know... There is something to realize that when you're watching this, that everybody is at church when they are with people who are part of the church because the church is us, it's not a location. Can I encourage you to see it that way? To realize that your church is not the address of the place you go to church. You should be a part of a church, you should attend, you should be there, but don't get confused that the church is not the address or the name on the wall. Uh, on the sign out of the street. The church is the church of Jesus Christ. And there is a statistic out there. By the way, this is the Pastor Scott Show, if you want to join the conversation, Uh, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. The statistics out there about the number of people who go to church regularly, it can be pretty dismal. I've seen different you know different uh, surveys, but as low as maybe twenty-five percent of people say in surveys that they go to church at least once every six weeks, which is eight times a year, right? That's hardly going to church. And if you think Christmas and Easter, well, that's two. Now you're really only going six times a year, right? That's a pretty sorry statistic. Uh, that being true, and there's a whole lot of statistics now that demonstrate that the people who have no faith at all, who say they're called the religious nuns, N-O-N-E-S that they now outnumber the number of of people uh, or they're the largest single group. So you might have Christians and Muslims and Hindus and everybody else, that the nuns are a growing peer, you know, group of people who just sort of reject all thought altogether. That's You know you look at those statistics and you say, gosh, you know, these people aren't in church and they're, where are they going to hear and what are they going to do? And very, very few people go to church every weekend, statistically speaking, And, you know, people say, I think that that is wrong. And I learned this from somebody who says that statistic is wrong. A hundred percent, almost a hundred percent of Americans go to church every Sunday. And when you think about that for a second, you think, well, how can that be true? I mean, I see people out on the road, everything's open, you know, except Chick-fil-A. And uh, so who's going to church? The thing is, is that every week, it's not every Sunday, but every week, a hundred percent of people are going to church. And the reason why is because almost everybody in our country have contact every week with somebody who's a Christian, somebody who they work with, somebody who they live next door to. Maybe it's in your own household. Maybe it's a roommate. Maybe it's somebody who lives in your dorm. Maybe it's somebody that uh, you play in a sports team with. But every person in this country, just about everybody, has some regular contact with a Christian, and that means that they are at church. Have you thought about it that way? That when you are someplace, the people who are with you, if you're a believer in Jesus, if you have Jesus in your heart, if the Holy Spirit is with you, then any place you go, the people who are with you, they're at church. And I don't mean to put a lot of pressure on you, but that's the way it is. That church is not an hour and some time on Sunday. Church is what we do when we are sent out, when we are together. And when we start to see our life this way, when we start to realize, you know what, my Super Bowl party, it's church. And not because I worship the 49ers or because I worship Taylor Swift or because I worship the Chiefs. Uh, and I mean, sometimes it gets close to that, right? On a lot of these issues or certain players or you know, some of us, we just love our team. If you're a 49ers fan, well, then you were going crazy with that comeback that happened yesterday. I feel bad for the Lions. I wanted the Lions to, to, to win. I'm not really sure about uh, the whole fourth down thing if you watch the game there, but uh, I think that's the problem. But, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, then you you love this. You want to win. If you're a 49ers fan, you you might be totally into it, but don't miss it. That is enjoyable as this should be for you. There is an opportunity here that impacts your faith. Have you ever invited people? Have you used things like that? Do you think this way to leverage the events that happen in life for your faith? 888-528-2557. The reason I'm asking you to do that is because you've got a great opportunity with the Super Bowl. Most people go and they do that. And once in a while, I like to talk about it to remind you that you have a group of people in your relational world. The biblical word is oikos. Uh, It's not a yogurt. It is a yogurt. It's a great yogurt. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I started preaching on this a few years ago, and uh, right about the time that oikos yogurt came out, you would not believe the number of coupons or just somebody would hand me one of the little cups of oikos yogurt. Um, Oikos is a Greek word that means house or household. Uh, modern Greek might say uh, oikos or ekos. Uh It's the root word for words, English words like ecosphere or economy. Um, and, you know, it's the idea of a system that's working together to do something, an ecosphere or an economy or those kinds of things. And house, it means house like a dwelling, but can also mean uh, relational world. It can mean your oikos in an ancient time. And the writer, the Greek philosopher Aristotle, he wrote all about this. And there's a book that uh, uh, I have about Aristotle, Aristotle and his household, and it gets into the weeds of all this stuff, right? But the idea is that there are certain people in your relational world, and that's kind of your life. You know, you might have a thousand Facebook friends, but how many of those people do you really know? How many of them are in your life? And it gets to this point. So whenever Brock Purdy gives his testimony on national television, the San Francisco quarterback, and he gives Jesus all the praise... The truth is, is that there's only a small number of people, his family and his friends and his teammates, you know, relatively small number of people who actually know if he means it, who actually think to themselves, yeah, you know, that's really where this guy's at. He's always talking about Jesus or he's always doing this. You know, it's, that's the same with you, is that you have a certain number of people that are in your relational world that you're there on purpose, that I believe God put you there on purpose to demonstrate and announce the kingdom of God to, that you're there to love in the name of Jesus with a specific purpose of showing them Jesus through your life and being prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have. See, this is something that is is very significant because so often we think of evangelism as kind of random, and maybe you have a, you know, a, a you know, a A a appointment to meet with a stranger, and for some reason, you start talking about faith and you lay the gospel out and it works, and that happens sometimes. But most of us, almost all of us, almost all of us listening, in fact, raise your hand wherever you are if you are a Christian because you heard about the gospel from somebody in your relational world a parent, a grandparent, a, a teacher, a friend, a sibling, a you know, a coworker, a classmate, raise your hand right now. I see your hand. I see that hand. I see that hand as they do. Actually 90 to 95% of people who are listening who are Christians are raising their hand right now. Now put your hand back on the wheel if you're driving and uh, pay attention. Uh, It is uh, such an important thing to realize because sometimes we think that it's sort of magical. It happens accidentally, but actually God uses you and I to share the gospel with the people that God has placed in our life. And that's how most people throughout the history of the church have become Christians. See why this is important? It's the people that you know, or the people who know you. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Oscar in Baldwin Park. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
5: Hello, Pastor Scott. Uh, How are you doing today? I'm
1: good, Oscar. How are you?
5: Good, good, man. I was going for the Lions too yesterday, man. But you know they, they, um, you know they, they, choked it up. You know, there's no, there's no easy way to put it. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know it's the fourth down thing, right? It's uh, you could tie the game or go for it on fourth down with eight minutes left, and that was the wrong call, I think.
5: Yeah, he, the the coach is still playing it like it was a regular season. It was a it was a championship game. He should have been a little more conservative.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's yeah. the way it is. So, what do you think?
5: uh you know pastor Gary, you're right um i just want to say that you know uh, the way the things nowadays about religion the, not, not the thing or anything like that but in everyday life i come across you know all the time people religion like, like you say uh, god, god said they put people in your life i come people all the time uh, randomly on the street i'm putting gas and like that handing me flyers, start talking about christ or or i'm a plumber my, my profession is a, is a plumber so i go a uh, residential plumbers i go in people's homes a lot and i come across you know muslim uh in uh uh hindu a uh, country of india people from india mm-hmm. uh and different religions you know that you see you see their their altar their things in their house that they have that they believe in and you just come across religion so much it's always it's out there you know so i all this talk about you know religions on the down you're right i didn't think about it right now you said that it's it's around you all the time it's always out there and you know just keep your eyes open and, and, and you know people are always preaching some faith one way or the other out out here in the
4: world all the time
1: yeah people are hearing about it all the time you know as as a Christian, the Christian belief is that the Holy Spirit is residing in you, that the church is people, not a building, and you know yeah. we as Christians, we believe that this is true that means that wherever you are uh this is you're part of a what one preacher likes to say is a the greatest endeavor ever been given to humanity to make disciples of all nations in the name of jesus christ and that doesn't just happen for an hour on sunday that actually happens throughout the week sunday is the recharge you know maybe somebody comes to church and they become a christian at church because the pastor gives an invitation and whatever but most of the time they were working that way anyway because they know you because they know somebody and they've said this person i see religion everywhere like you said oscar but I'm looking for something that's true, and with this person, it seems like this is true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's why this matters a lot. Oscar, thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. <clears throat> Excuse me just a second there. So this is something that I want to get across, is that you can, and you should start praying about it right now. Who would I invite to my my Super Bowl party? somebody who, you know, maybe I work with them, maybe they're, and maybe the purpose of it is just to get to know them better. You know, we used to do an event at church, we called it an oikos party. And the oikos party was, we would get a performer of some kind who's really good, Christian performer, but somebody who you would hear, a comedian that you would hear on your, you know, your XM radio comedy channel or something. Uh, We had Michael Jr., for example, one time, if you don't know who he is, he's, unbelievably funny, and uh, people at that level, and you know, the idea was you invite the people in your life, and we didn't promote it, so we'd have a big star kind of come, and then we wouldn't advertise it, because the entire purpose of the event was, you got to invite somebody you know, and if you don't, then no one's coming, and that'll be embarrassing. Um, We always packed it out, and the great thing about that is you had 100% follow-up. Nobody there was a stranger. Everybody who was there was there because somebody personally invited them, and we usually, usually the comedian would give their testimony a little bit so the gospel will be there, but we would use this to invite people to Christmas Eve or the gospel be presented or to the financial seminar that we would do in January because everybody's broke. And it would give you an opportunity just to get to know the people that God has placed in your life. And maybe you have a spiritual conversation and maybe you don't, but there is something intentional that we should all be doing that has to do with disciple making, that has to do with living out our faith. And it's to take moments like a Super Bowl party that's coming up and saying, you know what, there might be opportunities because the players are going to say stuff that will give me an opportunity to ask, what do you think about that? To tell people, oh, I go to school or I listen to the Pastor Scott show or I listen to KKLA or KPRZ. So many things that can happen there. And you'd be surprised how much God wants to use you for that. So pray about it. Think about it for the Super Bowl and Super Bowl party, whatever you're going to do. And think about that person that you want to invite, that person in your oikos that you already know. This is the Pastor Scott Show. When we come back, have you ever been in a situation where you got trapped somewhere? We'll talk about that as the Monday edition
2: continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show. Hi everybody! Welcome back,
1: Pastor Scott. Show great to be with you today. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight. 2557 Have you ever been stuck somewhere like you got stuck in an elevator or you got stuck in the, some circumstance you know some place where you couldn't get out you got locked in a building or you got locked in a garage or have you ever had that experience how did that go tell us about it 8885282557 8885282557 I've been wondering because there's a story that happened this weekend where a woman got stuck in a gondola while skiing up in Lake Tahoe. You know what I'm talking about? It's a it's a gondola. If you ever go skiing, there's the ski lift, right? And you sit, it's like a bench, you know, that you sit on and it goes up uh, and uh, takes you to the top of the mountain or to the top of whatever that run is. And it's that chair. You're probably very familiar with it. Um, and I know somebody who, uh, he has the gift, the actual gift of evangelism, and uh, he'll share Christ with people on that thing and they listen. You know, some of us if we shared Christ on that thing we'd get pushed off, you know, but uh they listen to him. He's just an amazingly he's kinda like Jimmy Stewart. It's kinda this, it's it's the way he he talks to people like that. You you can't help but listen. Now, let me tell you about Jesus. And he does, it's incredible ministry. But most of us can't do that on a ski lift. But the gondolas are Like Well, what is it called? It's a gondola. You get inside it. It's like a moving elevator that takes you up. And apparently, uh, this person was in Lake Tahoe and at the Heavenly Ski Resort, which is a funny name for it, I think. She spent the entire night, 15 hours, hanging in a gondola over a ski lift, and it was like 20 degrees outside. And she spent the whole time in that. Have you ever had an experience where you just got stuck somewhere, like in an elevator or something like that. And she's fine. And, uh, you know, so it's something that she survived and you get inside those things and it's, it's enclosed and, uh, you're, you're wearing clothes for skiing anyway, and maybe even have some water on you. Um, and so she was warm enough inside that thing, but she said that she screamed so long and she screamed so loud that, uh, all night long that she lost her voice, but nobody came. And she just hung out in that place and she could see workers, I guess, down below, and and they couldn't hear. And you can't; you're up pretty high in those things, and you're you're enclosed. And they just didn't hear. I guess what it was was she said she was at the top of the hill, and she was feeling too tired to actually ski down. And a worker said, "Well, why don't you take the gondola back down?" She said, "Okay." So she got in, and uh, she didn't have a phone or anything with her I guess so she couldn't call for help that's what would happen today most of the time right i have a sense that one day i'm going to get stuck in the elevator here uh at the studio where i'm at and the elevators in the parking structure where i park they're rickety if that's the right word would you agree with that uh jose are the elevators here rickety cuz i get in there and i I'm actively making plans for spending a a couple hours in there because I'm sure I'm going to get stuck.
6: I do agree with you there. They are rickety. That's why I try to stay on the first floor to avoid that.
1: Just so you don't have to get in the elevator at all. Yeah, and uh, they kind of do this. They make all kinds of crazy, scary noises, and they kind of uh, jolt a little bit. What do you think, Wilbur? I
3: almost got stuck on there one.
1: Did you get stuck in one or almost? Yeah,
3: no, I got stuck in one. It's like the one closest to the left.
1: Right. That's the one that makes the loud noises.
3: Yeah, so I got on one time, and I was coming down. I was parked on, like, the fourth floor. And all of a sudden, it just stops. And the doors start to open, and I see I'm, like, two feet off the ground. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I'm stuck here. I was getting ready to call, you know, like, hey, not making it in for a bit. uh, Stuck on this elevator. But then it finished the process.
1: Eventually, yeah, because there's there's one. Maybe it's the same one. Maybe it's another one. It the door's open, but you haven't landed yet.
3: Yeah, like, that's the left one.
1: It's like, don't get off right away. Make sure that thing is actually at the right level. I don't think anybody checks them, right? There's this, uh, this piece of paper inside that All says right, it's been it's inspected. Yeah, there's no way that's true. Nobody's checking those uh, those elevators, you know. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. This lady in uh, Lake Tahoe, she's fine. So she got off. They took her and uh, gave her a medical evaluation, and uh, I guess that she is uh, fine. And uh, that's good. That's a happier part of that story. I thought uh, that. I'm going to have to do the show from those elevators. I'm sure I'm going to be stuck in them. It's going to be like someday when for some reason I'm running late, I'm usually here pretty early, but for some reason, or I go out and I do something, it's going to be like 255. I'm running up here and, uh, I'm going to spend, I'm going to do the show from the phone in the elevator. I think that's coming. I don't know if you've ever been stuck somewhere, but, uh, you know, what do you do? Do you need food? I joke about it with other people. I ride in the elevator because I'm that guy who talks to people in the elevator. It makes a lot of people nervous, but some people enjoy it. And, uh, We all think that everybody who works in this vicinity, there's several buildings who use the same parking structure. Uh, Everybody thinks they're getting stuck in there eventually. What would you do? You know, would you worry about it? I used to play with a youth group at my church. We would play, you know, hide and seek or some version of that. And one time I hid in the church elevator and I thought I'm going to get caught pretty quickly, but I didn't. And I'm in this elevator and I'm just standing in there and I think I began to run out of air because it started to get hot and I'm getting sweaty in there. And one kid finally presses the button and the door opens and then they didn't notice me and the door closes and all I got was a breath of fresh air in there. It's a, you know, it's a dangerous thing to be hanging out in those places. 888-528-2557, this is the Pastor Scott Show, and uh, it's always good to be with you every single day and uh, joining you, even when we talk about stuff like this. And anyway, if you have that kind of a story, go ahead and give us a call. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. How's it going out there for you and the economy? Do you feel like it's getting better or do you feel like it is pretty tight um every time i go to the store it's pretty rough like every time i go to the store i i come out of there or if i go out to eat or something like that i find it to be just shocking and uh, you know it's obviously a political issue because uh, people vote with their wallet right a lot of a lot of what comes down to, the election will come down to this year is do people feel good about the economic situation and a lot of a lot of things are pretty good. If you're in the, uh, if you're looking at your 401k, it looks pretty good. I don't look at mine because tomorrow it might be bad. It's just, I don't even want to think about it, but, uh, stock market is up and, you know, wages are going up, but they're not really over the course of three or four years. They're not keeping up with inflation, but the good news is, is that part is, is going up, but things are really expensive uh, and the president is trying to, uh, really try to make a case here because he knows that a lot of it has to do with the economy here's the president talking about uh prices of things
4: inflation is coming down it's now lower in america than any other major economy in the world
0: the cost of eggs milk chicken gas and so many other essential items have come down but for all we've done to bring prices down there are still too many corporations in america ripping people off
1: I don't. Are these? That's the argument: is that the reason prices are high is because uh, all these corporations are ripping you off. I'm sure there's some corporations who are ripping you off, but I think that the groceries are really expensive. And actually, inflation it's decreased to 3.4 percent in December. I don't think we know what the January one. Well, we're not done with January yet, but that's still way too high. Prices are coming up. I did some math because you talked about milk and gas prices. And I think that I buy milk and I buy gas. Milk prices are up 23 percent. So, in three years, it's gone from three dollars and thirty two cents to four dollars and nine cents uh and in fact, at one point, it was four dollars and thirty three cents. So, when the president says that the prices have come down, they came down from four thirty three to four o nine all right that's pretty good, but that is still much higher than they were, and that affects people That's something that when we think about these things it's the milk and it's the groceries. These things and gas prices, energy prices, these things matter a whole lot more for people who are struggling. I don't like energy taxes. I don't like taxes on things that affect the poor among us more than anybody else. You know, the gas prices in California in particular, we, we talk about the gas price. So the gas price right now nationally uh, is, let's see, $3.10 uh, as of a couple of days ago, $3.10. Um that's that's you know, we can't find that here in California. I paid four dollars and nineteen cents a gallon the other day only because I had a twenty-five cent off a gallon coupon with something I'd signed up for online, which is great, right? But that's so much more. It's all taxes. The California thing is mostly it's it's taxes. Uh, $3.10 is the national average. A year ago, it was $3.48. So if you go year to year, it's it has come down a little bit. That's good. But it is up from two thirty-nine dollars 39 whenever uh, the president took office. Uh, gas prices will go up and down. And I think that you'll find some food prices that go up and down. What bugs me the most about it is that it hurts the people the most. These are things – it's not like going out. Like if you're struggling for food – struggling to eat, don't go to Burger King, even if the prices are cheap. You're spending so much on a bit of, of uh, food for one meal when that same amount, like what are you going to spend? You're going to spend, if you get the soda and everything, you're going to spend 12 or $13, which is insane right now. Uh, you could feed yourself for uh, several meals if you go to the grocery store with that. It's just so much better. I'm surprised that that needs to be advice but it does. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. David in Culver City, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
4: Hi, Scott. Listen, I have to provide an alternate an alternate voice here. Okay. First of all, our economy is better than any other economy in the developed world. Okay. We're doing better than anybody else. Secondly, Biden is right. We're being ripped off, especially by drug companies. And neither well, that's definitely party true. wants to do anything to bring down drug prices, which are more expensive here than anywhere else in the world. Thirdly, I think another reason it's, it's getting expensive, a lot of things are expensive, is because now we have to pay workers a fairer wage. You can't pay in the restaurant slave wages anymore. You have to pay them twenty five dollars an hour,
1: but that just so brings I the price up, $25. doesn't it? I mean, doesn't that mean? And we talked it, about this in it, the last hour about all the it, robots coming in. You know, and it, th- don't we get it, rid of their job it, altogether?
4: Well, I think it, I think it has uh, a algebraic effect. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it'll decrease uh, employment, but it'll increase for some workers. Yeah, and you know. Well, David, I've I'm coming up on a, a I'm coming
1: up on a hard break here, David. I appreciate uh, your call and your your thoughts about that. David is right. You know, you're definitely getting robbed by the drug companies. Something's got to be done about that. We are the best economy in the world, but that doesn't mean that your lettuce and your milk is uh, any cheaper. Uh, that's how that works. All right, Monday edition of Pastor Scott's Show. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back,
1: everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Would you get a computer chip in your brain that would help you do functions like think or have memory stored on it or do other human functions, or if you had a certain injury or Alzheimer's, or maybe you have paralysis, there's other uses for this. Would you actually get the chip in your brain? Is this something that excites you about the future, which by the way is now because Elon Musk's company, Neuralink announced today that they have successfully implanted their first chip in the human brain. And the patient is recovering quite well. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Would you get a chip in the brain? So Neuralink, they uh, Elon Musk wrote this. He runs a lot of these companies, right? Uh, the first human received an implant from Neuralink yesterday and is recovering well. Initial results show promising neuron spike detection meaning that this chip is actually functioning in this person's head. And apparently we'll know more at another time, but this is a person who is, has some paralysis going on. The idea is that it might actually help this person do some regular tasks, like uh, communicate with a phone and use, you know, do other things that we take for granted uh, that we can do. Would you put the chip in your head? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Do you want to become, you know, kind of a, a cyborg uh, type of, of person?
5: I have the energy. I have the intelligence.
4: I have the know-how.
1: See, I think that uh, maybe you would make maybe right now you don't have the energy or the intelligence and a know how, but you just slide a, uh, you know, a chip into your head and suddenly, you know, everything eight, 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 five, two, eight, two, five, five, seven. Wilbert, would you ever do this? You're a younger person. You know, maybe I would, I guess, if I got Alzheimer's and it fixed it. After,
3: you know, some trials and a couple other test subjects. Sure.
1: (laughs) You don't want to be first. I just don't want to be first. Somebody's first.
3: Someone's first, but you not me.
1: What? And yeah, somebody's the first person to have to get the computer brain that Elon Musk is uh is plugging in. And somebody's gotta be the first. And Someone I...
3: has to be a first, but I've had to restart an iPad way too many times to let that be me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is there a is there a re- a reboot button? Uh Mia who's taking calls, she says Elon should be the first, you know. Uh, I think Elon is planning to be the first on Mars.
3: Yeah, that That
1: might be what Elon is planning to do. Uh, Should they ever do that? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. You know, I can understand a lot of this if it helps maybe a person uh, walk because it can electronically send signals down the spinal cord that aren't working naturally anymore, right? Or what happens if it does allow them to communicate remotely? Somebody suggested that um, Stephen Hawking could have had this in his brain and uh, communicated much faster, just like a computer does. That's weird. Isn't that weird? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. The website says that Neuralink may help enhance user memory and cognitive abilities, restore users, motor sensory and visual functions, as well as treat neurological disorders. We live in a strange time. Like this is very much sci-fi, right? Jose, would you get, uh, like I understand like if you have paralysis or you've got something wrong but would you get a chip in your head if it's just a memory upgrade right if it's just like no. I can I can run faster you know that kind of thing like the 6 million dollar man which would have to be like the 6 trillion dollar man if you adjust for inflation
6: No I won't do none of that I'm going to be all organic All organic
1: yeah all organic Jose I think I'm with you Um do you, is there a spiritual component to this like does it does Jesus have an opinion about whether or not a person ought to get a chip in their head to help them with something? I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to be. It's uh, I, I, don't, I can't think of why it's wrong necessarily, you know, uh, and I wouldn't, you know, like look for that. I think the idea that you can help a person walk or help a person have better function who we otherwise, I think that's great. That's amazing.
6: I mean, I have no problem if it's like helping heal other people but if it gets into like you know future warfare and stuff like that i'm like no nah, that's going too far
1: yeah you know what that's probably the right right point there right is that at some place there's there's a bad use for this you know super soldiers you know who are who are able you know human cyborgs who are able to do extra human things in war what's wrong with that well you know that's the scary part about those movies is that uh, they come back in time right and and all of a sudden they can do that. You know, that's the thing is that, you know, with every technology, there's something that is good. And then there's some perverted thing that people will end up doing with it. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. 528 2557 What do you think of that? Would you put a computer chip in your brain? Uh, would you take the time to do that to say, upgrade your memory or upgrade your ability to communicate? You know, and I think, I feel like if it's a medical procedure and it's helping you with Certain things that you would go ahead and do that. I think maybe more people, uh, especially if you felt like you didn't really have any other choice, right? So this person will learn about them if they're going to actually improve. It's such an interesting thing. But would you just upgrade? You're, you're a young person and uh, you got to take the MCAT coming up. Do you put a chip in your head so that you can remember everything better? Do you put a chip in? Your, and is that cheating? Right. What if What if I have to uh, come up with something, you know, and uh, and I just forgot the information, but somehow I can just think about it and with my brain access the internet.
6: You know what they're going to do before every test? You got to walk through a metal detector. They're <laughs> going to have one of those little, the ones where you just wave, like the wand ones. They're going to put it up to the person's like head.
1: Right. And you're going to have to do. Do can you take it out? You know, so you go to the okay, airport. You can
6: take it out. You're going to have to get surgery to take it out
1: what can you play video games you get like you put the legend of zelda in your head and you just think about
6: it. now that's that's a little bit more into the future that's coming though set that opens up
1: that's coming though isn't it it's a it's a weird world that we live in and, you know we spend all this time you know caller uh right for the break david talked about you know prescription drugs you know being so expensive i wonder how expensive this is like right now, obviously, it's brand new. It's crazy expensive. I don't know if this guy had to pay for it at all. Obviously, your insurance company's not paying for it right now. But uh, is this a cheaper thing to do? Like, can I get a computer in my head that would cause my cholesterol level to go down? Is that possible? Is that psychologically connected somehow? Do you become – how does it affect you in a spiritual sense that can I download the Bible to my brain? You know, I can download it to my phone. Can I download it to my brain? And, you know, am I going to have a internal argument about what's the better translation in my brain? Can I download it? Can I download another language into my brain? And suddenly I can speak Spanish, French, Portuguese, whatever it is. Is that possible? Is that where we're headed with this? Uh, somebody, uh, Jose says, this is literally the plot of Call, of Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Is that the video game that that's the plot of? Probably is. I have no idea. We definitely don't let my kids play those games. You know, uh, 888-528-2557. You know, there was something that I read a while ago that a a misuse of this kind of thing, not necessarily the specific one, would be that it would be used to correct your thinking on matters of faith, Meaning that whoever puts it in would give you whatever they think the right answer is on spiritual things, and that it would cause your brain to think that. You know that's weird, right? I don't, I don't know if that's even, uh, it's even a thing. But what does that mean spiritually? What is the future of church people who have uh, the Bible downloaded to their brain? That should be a good thing, uh, but somehow that's going to be messed up. Can uh, you know what would happen too in church is that you could download the church announcements to everybody's brain. And people would still ask you why you didn't announce their special thing. And you could say, Well, we don't da- you know we downloaded it to your to your head. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. That's a little bit of uh, <laughs> of pastor regret. You know, one time I announced one time in church we announced some event, I don't remember what it is, and we even had like a video announcing it. It was a big deal, right? We spent a time I even mentioned it in the sermon, and somebody yelled at me afterward because we didn't announce the event. And I'm like well, we talked about, we even had a video, and they were in the service the whole time. They just didn't even notice. <laughs> you know, you got to you gotta pay attention. You got to pay attention. Right, where'd you get the chip in the brain? 888-528-2557. Cindy in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor
4: Scott. Thank you so much for your show. I love it. Hi, Cindy. Um, I... I, I say, no way, Jose, absolutely. No
1: chips in the brain Possibly for
4: you. No, no. You know, what do we do when we need a software update? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> right. it, it's going to be like, you know, oh, the newest, uh, you know, iPhone, you know, comes out every year, whatever. Is it going to be a new chip coming out every year? You know, this that's probably not- it
1: probably downloadable right and you got to like you think you're going to update your chip and you're like uh well i got to be in a meeting in an hour and you update the chip and that's right. one of those updates it takes three hours and you're just out
4: exactly exactly and there's really not that much research done on on the brain i mean there's still so much to be known and researched when it comes to the brain so absolutely not there's
1: all right so no chip in the brain for you okay <laughs> All right, Not Cindy, all. <laughs> thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Just a couple of minutes left here. Would you get the uh, chip in your brain for any reason? Like what if it helped you walk or what if it helped you see? That could be what this is about. Like Cindy said, we don't know much about the brain. That's true. There's a lot about the brain we don't understand. That's kind of the scary part here, right? And, uh, you know, if you've gone through open, you know, uh, uh, you've had brain surgery or things, you know, the danger is usually other th- things that happen that they don't expect to happen in different ways. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Would it make you, you know, just be able to solve, you know, a, a puzzle? Would you just be that much? Can you get like a like a Sudoku uh, download or something, and all of a sudden you can do those, you know. Wordle, somehow you're getting it on the first guess now every time because I don't know, it's a weird world, but I promise you there will be impacts, not just to health, but to spirituality, to the way people see the world. And I'm not a big thought of anything that leads, you know, someone to change the thinking that I have or someone to be able to manipulate the way I might believe about something electronically. That sounds like sci-fi, but my friends, today the first chip was installed in a human brain. And uh, we're headed into some uh, wild, wild times. This is the Pastor Scott Show. I see your calls coming in, uh, George and uh, everybody, but uh, we're out of time for today. Maybe we'll bring this up again on Friday. We are together each and every day from 3 to 5. You can follow us right now on social media on X, uh, and uh, which is Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and even TikTok. Give us a follow at Pastor Scott Show, at Pastor Scott Show. See you tomorrow. Good night